Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts. Changes are coming down the pike, my friend, and today is just a reflection of that. I am interrupting this Thriving with Friendship series to bring you an important message from our sponsors. Nope, not from our sponsors, but straight from me. I don't have any sponsors right now, and that feels really liberating because I can bring you quality content that you can listen to right away. And today is certainly no exception. Today, I'm going to talk about fighting the obvious, fighting the obvious. And yep, this certainly applies to friendship and significant other relationships and lots of other things in your life that might come with blazing road signs, blazing caution signs, but you're fighting the obvious. And this message comes to you because I have been thinking about fighting the obvious in my own life. And it gave me the imagery of drowning. When a person is drowning, they tend to flail and they fight. They're literally fighting to survive. They're fighting against something, however, that is far more powerful than they are. And here's a quote that I ran across from a 1975 article about drowning. And it says this, 90% of people who die drowning due to drowning are within 15 feet of safety, 15 feet of safety, but they die. Why? Not because they don't know how to swim, not because there's not help available, but because they panic and they're fighting the obvious. This is a profound quote from that article. If you like the ocean, you learn to swim with it. You never fight it. All the natural phenomena are your best friends, unless you fight them. Then they're deadly enemies. What are you fighting today? That's obvious, friends. That's obviously stronger than you. That's obviously not good for you. That's obviously telling you that they are a deadly enemy, and yet there you are still flirting with disaster. Are you ignoring the safety that is within your reach from that thing? Are you ignoring the power of that thing that you are panicking about? Are you denying, therefore, your ability to let go, to drift away from that, or to drift with the current? rather than to fight against it. A few years ago, I was doing weekly wellness classes with inmates at a tri-county jail in Virginia. And one of the classes we did was on identifying the red flags, red flags in relationships. So that could be in friendship or in romantic relationship. Certainly you're familiar with that term when it comes to relationships. What are the red flags for you? Keeping in mind, they may be different for you than they are for me. But what are your red flags? Are you fighting their obvious truth, their obvious power? Or are you going with the current and going, "Mm, I don't like that thing, so I'm going to drift on away. One of the things I learned in that class was that too many women have such a narrow focus on their realm of possibility with regard to relationship that rather than drifting away from the red flags, they tend to evaluate which red flag is more tolerable. Here's an example. One of the women said, I don't know, honestly, Dr. Sherry, I don't know what's better, 
I don't know if it's better to be with a man who hits me or be with a man who verbally abuses me. Both of those were red flags. Both of those were things that she didn't enjoy, but she had made both of them acceptable. She was fighting against the obvious. The obvious being those things are there, but the alternative is worse. Why do we do that? Why do we make the alternative of the unknown worse than the known, even when the known is really bad? People say that about friendship, about romantic relationships. Well, this is better than being alone. And so they spend a lifetime, a relationship lifetime, however long that relationship lasts, fighting the obvious, denying it, wishing it away, looking for other things to take precedence over that thing, which they know is not good for them. Some people conversely think that they can convert others, that they can save them, that they can make them a better person by just being there for them, by just understanding who they are and what they've gone through. You are not here to be everybody's therapist. That's what God invented therapists for and psychologists and thought coaches like yours truly. Your job is not to save everybody. Your job is to first and foremost, take care of you. Like they say on the airplanes, put your mask on first so that you can be of more effect and more benefit to the people around you, which means don't fight the obvious. Don't dismiss the obvious. Listen, going back to the ocean metaphor and drowning, the ocean's current is undeniable. And the fact that people drown in the ocean is because people don't respect its power. They don't expect its power. Think about this. You might say, well, I know that about them, but surely they wouldn't do that to me. I'm going to read you a little tale that further exemplifies this concept of fighting the obvious. You've most likely heard it before, and this will be a great opportunity for you to learn from it again. The scorpion and the frog. One day, a scorpion looked around at the mountain where he lived and decided that he wanted a change. So he set out on a journey through the forests and hills. He climbed over rocks and under vines and kept going until he reached a river. The river was wide and swift and the scorpion stopped to reconsider the situation. He couldn't see any way across. So he ran upriver and then checked downriver, all the while thinking he might have to turn back. Suddenly he saw a frog sitting in the rushes by the bank of the stream on the other side of the river. He decided to ask the frog, for help getting across the stream. Hello, Mr. Frog, called the scorpion across the water. Would you be so kind as to give me a ride on your back across the river? Well, now, Mr. Scorpion, how do I know that if I try to help you, you won't try to kill me? Asked the frog hesitantly. Because, the scorpion replied, if I try to kill you, then I would die too. For you see, I cannot swim. Now, this seemed to make sense to the frog. But he asked, what about when I get close to the bank? You could still try to kill me and get back to the shore. This is true, agreed the scorpion, but then I wouldn't be able to get to the other side of the river. All right, then. How do I know you won't just wait till we get to the other side and then kill me, said the frog. Ah, croaned the scorpion, because you see, once you've taken me to the other side of this river, I will be so grateful for your help that it would hardly be fair to reward you with death. Now, would it? So the frog agreed to take the scorpion across the river. He swam over to the bank and settled himself near the mud to pick up his passenger. The scorpion crawled onto the frog's back, his sharp claws prickling into the frog's soft hide, and the frog slid into the river. The muddy water swirled around them, but the frog stayed near the surface so the scorpion would not drown. He kindly 
sorry, he kicked strongly through the first half of the stream, his flippers paddling wildly against the current. Halfway across the river, the frog suddenly felt a sharp sting in his back and out of the corner of his eye saw the scorpion remove his stinger from the frog's back. A deadening numbness began to creep into his limbs. You fool, croaked the frog. Now we shall both die. Why on earth did you do that? The scorpion shrugged and did a little jig on the drowning frog's back. I could not help myself. It is my nature. They both sank into the muddy waters of the swiftly flowing river. So friends, if you're thinking that somebody's character, that somebody's character traits that have become red flags for you, whatever they are, if they are red flags for you, that means to not fight the obvious. That means to lean into the obvious, to lean into the current drift away from the obvious thing that is not good for you. It is not your opportunity to save because both of you will be brought down. Listen to your gut for it discerns what is good for you and what is not. And when you begin to rationalize in your head that something that is not good for you is actually good for you because it wouldn't be bad for you, just for other people, think again. Think of the scorpion and the frog. All right, friends, share today's favorite takeaway on your Insta story for me. Tag me at Speaks and use the hashtag Thriving Thoughts with Dr. Sherry to be entered into a contest to win, not a contest, a drawing, to win a personally signed and shipped to you copy of my book, Breakup Breakthroughs. I would love for you to have a copy of that or somebody else who may be in need of knowing that it's possible to thrive in the trauma of a relationship breakup, especially if they didn't listen to or attend to the obvious, the red flag. All right, friends, we'll see you again on Friday with another monologue episode. Yep. Future surprises in store for the Thriving Thoughts podcast. Stay tuned, my friends. And until next time, remember to speak truth over the lies and you will thrive in any and every circumstance.